Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am here with Bobby C., so I met Bobby because he co-hosts the Alcoholics Anonymous deprogramming podcast with with Joey C, who I was who was on my podcast just a couple uh, just a little while back, and we got to talking. And Bobby actually runs a group on Facebook called Anonymous Addiction: My Truth About AA, as Bobby C sees it. And when Bobby and I first got to talking, we actually had a conversation on the phone. And I thought that it was really interesting, Bobby, because you and I got to talking. And just by the work that you do and what I've come to know that you do, you said that one of the first things you said to me was, well, Andy, you don't even really need to be deprogrammed because you never have gone to AA. So I thought it was interesting that you wanted to have a conversation about this and you wanted to have a conversation about different things about Alcoholics Anonymous and also um, about how Alcoholics Anonymous might be interfering with people being able to reach a state of enlightenment and expansion. And I was wondering uh, if you could just talk a little bit about what you do and give us a little bit of a background and maybe we can jump into that. Yes, we can. Thank you, uh, Andy. I appreciate you having me on. You know, it, it like, how, how did we connect? Well, we connected be through action. You know, I think everything's cause and effect. I wanted to come on the podcast because I'll tell you the truth. I heard Joey C on it accidentally. I just, well, I, I went on Twitter and seen you and Joey talking and it kind of like, wow, that's cool, man. I really like, I, lo- I like what I'm hearing, you know, and, and Joey made it really sound fun and you, you make it sound fun. So I said, let me contact, uh, Andy, and see if I could come on this podcast. So actually, I like to talk about stuff like that because I I created the cause and effect. I initiated it. I took the action to do it. And I think I think that's what recovery is all about is, is, is us. You know, uh, it's, it's about how we create it. And I know you're into like you're creating your own program. I mean, that's, 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 that's amazing. And I'm, I'm starting to talk to a lot of people that they didn't even go into any program. They didn't go to no treatment. They might've picked up a book or, or been inspired by something prior. I think you quit smoking first and it just, you know, said, Oh, I, I want to get healthier, you know, and you started to, uh, you started to change and, and you said, Hey, let me do, let me quit this. And you did it, you know, the power, that, that we possess is, is amazing. So Alcoholics Anonymous, when I first came in, it was like powerless. I, I didn't have the power. I had to give over my power. I had to let some other entity take, 
take over my responsibility. T today, I'm responsible totally. Right. That's that's so that's so amazing to hear because I think that I was talking about that a little bit with some different guests on my podcast about that element of powerlessness, which I fucking don't like. I mean, at all. Uh, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. I don't like the fact that I don't have agency and I do believe in a higher power. So I just want to get that straight because I know that you and I talked a lot about that when we were talking on the phone. I do believe in a higher power and I and I do I do have a, a very large element, like part of spirituality in my, in my life, but I believe that, that, that whatever that is lives inside of me. And I believe that I, I have that and I can take control over things. And I don't feel when I'm not smoking or when I'm not drinking or when I'm not, you know, engaging in salacious behavior or when I'm not acting out of anger or any any one of those things that, you know, used to be things that really plagued me in my own life, when I'm going without those things, I don't feel like I'm going without anything. I feel like I'm kind of gaining things. And I told you about reading This Naked Mind, and you told me about going through Annie Grace's book on, on an episode of um, something that you did. What was it on? What was it? You, you did a podcast with another somebody else, and you were talking about going that. was, uh, so, uh, yeah, so, 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 right, sober militia, uh, uh, a gentleman, we got, we, we contacted each other together. He had like uh, a, a, like a month sober, you know, so we contacted and right on the program. I mean, he, he's creating his own program. He's doing a right. lot of writing. And I think you, you, you're an editor, you're a writer, you know, so he has similar interests and he, me and him kind of talked back and forth to, to show the public, to show the viewers that here's another gentleman creating his own destiny, creating his own thing. He didn't, he didn't get into a program. He, he read a book, touched his life and decided he made a decision to change, you know, and, and you, I believe you, it's, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say what you did was when, when we talked about that, you brought up the, the notion of creating your own program because you were said, so, because we did talk about the book, but then I told you all of the other elements that I used in my own life. And you said, you know, you think that's something that you really are interested in doing. You're interested in getting people to, uh, you know, people that are, are ready to explore sobriety, recovery, to start thinking about what works for them and how to create their own path. And I know that that's, that's a lot of the focus that you're doing right now, especially with power and being present. And um, I would just love to hear more. Well, well, you, you know, you, you hit it there. My anonymous addiction, my truth about AA as Bobby CC. When I say as Bobby CC's it, I'm almost saying like Jesus said, I am the way, right? Okay. I believe what he was saying was, yeah, I am the way, you know, you're the way. Uh, Billy's the way, Jimmy's the way, Sherry's the way. We're all our own way. So I believe that. So we are the way. I am the cure. I create my own destiny through cause and effect. I even believe in the karma because karma is just action, you know, action of cause and effect. So what we get, what we give out, we give back. But uh, this, let's, let's, let's touch on this higher power thing. Okay. I, be, I believe the higher power. I'm kind of like the same page as you are. It's inside of me. It's outside of me. It's everywhere. It's everything. There's nothing separate from it. Okay. I believe that I am this higher power too. So I'm not separate from it. You know, I don't look externally for things, even though the external things play a part in the eternal things. So I believe in a higher power. Two is greater than one. Right. So I believe in a power of numbers. Okay. Power of consciousness. 
the more people that are on the same page, the more people that we have like-mindedness towards a certain uh, thing that we're going to achieve because of the power of numbers. And that's how, I guess, I, I don't guess, but that's how the world's going to change through the power of consciousness, expanding our consciousness, expanding our awareness. I always say, look, think, question, observe, and become aware. You know, that that's the gift that we've been given. This mind, we can be... The mind can be either a master to us, or we can be the master of our minds. And I tend to let's let's try to uh, inspire others to learn how important the mind, learn about the mind, about consciousness, about awareness. You know, learn about how the brain works, and, and how repetition can be the mother of skill, or the repetition can be the mother of brainwashing. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and we are, we believe everything that we tell ourselves, everything. So if you tell yourself something, you're going to believe it. You're going to tell yourself that you're ugly enough times, you're going to believe it. You're going to tell yourself that you're fat enough times, you're going to believe it. You know, you're going to tell yourself that you're beautiful enough times, you're going to believe it. And if you're going to tell yourself that you're incapable or that you don't know how, or that you don't have the ability you're going to believe it. So, you know, just the, just the power of words on, on a human brain, on a, on a person, on a soul is so important. I really loved what you said about, um, about expansion, about the brain, about the mind, about consciousness. I was having a conversation with a friend, maybe two, uh, maybe two weeks ago. And um, we were talking about consciousness. We were talking about expansion. Um, He's kind of on a spiritual path as I am. And, what I talked to him about was that we look at things and, you know, I know you're in California, I'm in New York, but we're, we're in America, we're in the Western world. And in the West, things are a lot different than they are in the East where this is just more common, like in places where Buddhism is a language, you know, as a religion, we, in the Western world, particularly in America, individualism and the way that our society is structured. Well, number one, we're a new, we're a new country. We're a new country in comparison to the entire world. We're a new country in that we are, we're behind. I mean, we're behind Europe, but we are, we are thousands of years behind the East. So in, that's why there's a lot more expansion of those types of things in that part of the world. But here we're just very new to it. And our culture is rooted in staunch individualism. And individualism doesn't really work too well when you're trying to, when, when you need the power of the whole of the collective, like, because we actually are part of a really great giant entity, there's not really an element of individualism. And when you're an individual and you're like, you strongly adhere to the fact that you're an individual, it's really easy to feel alone. And it's really easy to feel like, you don't have the power to make any change because you've been taught your whole life that you're by yourself, that everything is working against you, that you're fighting through this maze of shit all the time. And that's not it. If you change your thoughts, your reality will change around you. Just, just, I didn't reach out to you, Bobby. I didn't reach out to you, but you're here. I didn't do anything. I just changed my thoughts. I have a podcast. I have great people that come and have empowering fucking conversations with me. I, all I did was change my thoughts and this exists in my life because I did that along with other things that exist in my life. And that is so much closer to 
just believing in the law of attraction and believing in in the power of a human being and being and being able to harness that that energy within you. So I've seen it in my own life. I think that it's really important with the people that you're doing work with and the people that are in the groups that you are leading. What sorts of things are you talking about daily to kind of help them make those realizations and or I mean, what are things that you see people's biggest challenges being either one? I'm really curious. Well, you know, my 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 purpose is to well, let's get back to the the placebo effect. You, You were talking about like words cast spells upon us. Okay. So we got to be careful of what words now you, you were, you were just talking about that. So I go into an alcohol. Now you're lucky. I said, you, you don't have to be deprogrammed from Alcoholics Anonymous because you never went to a meeting. Okay. But here's my purpose. You know how many people, you know, how many millions of people are sent through treatment, through courts, through their families, through their doctors, through their judges, through their lawyers, to Alcoholics Anonymous, all the 12-step programs. So there's a lot of deprogramming that I'm being doing, okay? I was in there for years and years and years, and I was lucky in the beginning I had an open mind and I kept on going outside the box, okay? Mm-hmm. So my purpose is to, the people that are, that are going to be sent to Alcoholics Anonymous, okay? I, I want to... I more or less aspire them and deprogram them before they even get deprogrammed. Okay. So I want to program them into something. So when they, when they are being programmed, they can sort it out. They can think, question, observe, and become aware because they have new information. They have information that they didn't have going into a situation because they're going to push, they're going to, they're, look, 80%, 90%, they push them to 12 step program, Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, so I know this for a fact. Uh, So I believe in, I I believe my podcast wants to give alternative methods, alternative treatments, uh, alternative information that the rehabs and the court systems and even the therapist and the psychologist and the psychiatrist aren't giving because Let's 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 face it. Doctor probably only has an hour, an hour and a half, a couple hours of the study of alcoholism, and and that's another thing. Why I want to do this is because look, I have five grandchildren. I don't want my grandchildren to have to be forced into calling themselves, raising their hands, and saying I am an alcoholic. Do you know the power mm-hmm. of I am? The power it's of huge. I am. What, whatever you put after I am is is powerful. Okay. I am an alcoholic. I am powerless. I am diseased. I can't control this. I need you to do it for me. Right. I, 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 I have no cure. You have the cure. I have a disease. Nah. So, you know, I have, I have a lot of, a uh, lot of motivation to, uh, for the next generation because 37 years ago, I did not have any choices. We didn't even have the internet. So just imagine that I'm called an alcoholic over and over and over again. So what's my mind say? Yes, you're an alcoholic, you're diseased. I go into Alcoholics Anonymous, I had no choices. I, all the meetings I go to, no one ever talks about any alternatives, okay? That's almost like a no-no. So that's the purpose of, of, uh, that's the purpose of my podcast. Alternatives, power of choice, uh, without labels, even without religion, you know, I don't mind I like spirituality, but, you know, spirituality can be hijacked into believing that spiritual 
it's like it's religious, but I'm going to hijack the word and make you believe that it's spiritual when it's religion. Okay? Right. So the th- and they're different. I've, I've they're grown, different. I yeah. mean, there's there's organizations and then there's spirituality. And I think that that was kind of what I was talking about a little bit with you know, just just consciousness. I mean, I have spirituality, but I think I told you I wasn't raised with a religion, didn't have it. You know, my parents didn't didn't give me one. So I don't I, I don't have that. But I think that that's another thing when people go into AA is that they they feel like they're being sold a religion almost. And you're just, that, that doesn't work for people because some, that's deeply personal. And, and, you know, that, that kind of would take people again, I haven't really, I haven't been, so I can't say, you know, that I really know, but I think that it's, it's great to, to be able to offer people those alternatives because, they need that, you know, they need, they need to be able to have agency over themselves and to be able to say more proactive things about I am. And they need to not be saying that they're inherently broken and they need to not have a deity forced upon them. You know, they need to not, not be as, you know, Joey was saying, okay, and we, we end every meeting with the Lord's prayer. And I'm like, I like, I could see people having a problem, having a deity forced on them, you know, but some people don't. But I think that it's interesting that, you know, you're, you're very about offering people that, that other, that other side, that other area, that other, that other way of being. And when you're, when you're doing those kinds of things, like, how do you, cause you were talking to me about, um, well, about the power of choice and, and about, you know, being able to, to have power and agency over yourself. What are some of the alternatives that you are suggesting to people? Well, the biggest, the biggest one is I'm trying to aspire, I'm trying to inspire people to understand the go. They could go to Smart Recovery. They can go to Recovery Dharma. They could, they could take a, a, a pill with Sinclair Method. They can do harm reduction. They can go to the Freedom Model. Uh, they, they can go to uh, any type of 12-step program. I don't care. They can read a book. Here's what I found out, okay? I, I, I know this is 100% true. No matter what they do, it's always coming from them. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. See, that's the secret. That's yeah. the secret that no one wants to let them know because they want to take responsibility for your, that's the placebo effect, okay? Mm-hmm. Take, take, a, take a pill, believe it's going to take, uh, cure you, and, but it's not you, it's the pill. Okay. I believe it comes from me. It comes from you. It comes from the person. Okay. Everything else is a pointer to the way everything else is like a a, a help. Yes. I'll say, I'll say yes to help. I'll say yes to help, but the yes comes from me. Okay. So I, I just want to, I just want to educate people and understanding how much power they have and stop giving their stop giving the credit and the responsibility and, and of all their things that they're achieving to some other entity when it's coming from them. Oh, and that's another thing. I mean, I think people don't realize the the 
and going back to what I was saying earlier, I think people don't really realize the amount of power that they have because of just because of how this society is structured, because, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or any 12 step program, as you were listening to my podcast, you listen to my podcast with Eric Fields, and that was the one on harm reduction. But we were talking about how that Alcoholics Anonymous and 12 step programs in general are not the standard of recovery for other parts of the world. That is the America's baby is what he what he you know, taught me a little bit about when we were talking and going back to it being America's baby. We don't, in this country, we're just not equipped with those tools. So when we're going through our formal education, our, our elementary school years, middle school, high school, I don't remember anything in my, in my, my formal education as a young person, teaching me those tools about how to operate my own brain. I was never taught that. Now, whether you want to believe that that's the brain or that's God or that's consciousness or that's spirituality or that's whatever, you do have power over it. Like you were saying, it comes from you. You have the power over it. I was never taught how to do that. There are skills that you can use to hone that Like, I mean, I had to basically, when I was quitting smoking, when I was stopping drinking, I had to basically hack my own brain and I had to change my thoughts. And it wasn't easy because my thoughts were the same for over 20 years. So I smoked for 18 years and I drank 15 before I stopped doing either of those habits. So yeah, it was very hard, but I had to hack my thoughts and say, okay, I have to completely change the way that I think about this in order for me to move forward. Those were not skills that were taught to me by my parents. They they weren't taught to me in high school. They weren't taught to me in middle school. I was taught in eighth grade how to sew a fucking little pillow. I wasn't taught. I wasn't taught about the power of writing things down. I wasn't taught about how your brain, you know, internal, interprets things different when they're written. I wasn't taught about exercises of my reticular activating system. I wasn't taught any of those things. I wasn't taught about any of it. I think the problem, maybe you'll agree with me. I think the problem starts from young, from, from young, from, from when kids are in, I don't think, you know, there, we, I went through drug abuse resistance education when I was young. I don't even know if they have that anymore, but I think that, being able to teach young people that they are in control of their, of their circumstances is very important. And I don't remember a time in my life when I was taught that. And I don't know if you were ever taught that. I mean, is this something that you just learned on your own or, or who were your teachers to be able to get to this place? Well, let's, let's just say this. Uh, My podcast is about uncovering, recovering and discovering the truth about ourselves, society, the world, and the universe. Okay, they didn't teach none of us none of that in school. You're right. You're exactly right. Because the public school system is designed that way, it's created that way. See, I always say connect the dots and follow the money. My podcast is about uncover. Talk about conspiracy theories. I talk a lot about conspiracy. Everything's a conspiracy theory. There's nothing that isn't. Okay. So we have to actually like unlearn, relearn and return to ourselves. 
original mm-hmm. selves. Okay, so you're right. We were born, we were born pure. We were born good, and then we got indoctrinated throughout the system because they, the public school system teaches you to repeat. It it tells you how to learn, what to think, what to say, how to act, because it's a it's an indoctrination system to put you through to get you to higher education and make more money. If yeah. If, See what in my show American capitalism, that, all that. Yes, exactly. that's that, that's what it is. It's American, ca- and that's exactly. what. I'm, and going back to what I was saying earlier, and I thought that it was great that you wanted to talk about expansion and consciousness because going back to the Western lens, people don't realize that every single thing that they are taught to do goes back to the dollar. So it goes back to you are you are indoctrinated from a young age in American public schools to become a worker bee. And you just push through. And that's fine. It works great. We make a lot of money. Great. You know, wonderful. Except for the fact that it doesn't do shit for your ability to understand that you have power over your own self. Because you just think after 50 years, like let's say you're 50 or 60 years old and just being pushed along and being, you know, just following the rigor day in, day out for 50 years. You know, most of my, most of the people that come to me that are even curious about being a client and, and so far, um, well, two of my, two of my client, two, my clients and people that are either working with me or people that are interested in working with me are older because they get to this point where they're like, fuck, I'm and, I, and I'm not, you know, working with anyone in recovery right now. I work with people on, on, on different um, just all different all different things um, about changing mindsets because I'm not a recovery coach. I'm a mindset coach. And it all kind of goes back to the same science. But they get to this age where they're like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck? Like, it's like the it's like they're just what the hell? Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> you know? Because that's what happens. And you just get to a point where you're like, I I need, I I don't know what to do. I need control. And your whole life, you're taught not to have control. You're taught not to have independent thought because you're supposed to be a worker bee, which is what keeps the American model of cranking out, you know, but it's, it's changing, Bobby. It's changing because we're no longer a center of manufacturing here. We're becoming a center of ideas. And with the, and I see that as the future, especially with the type of work I'm doing now. I see this as being, you know, the, new, the newest, especially in the post-COVID era, I see us as becoming more idea-centered and more, more holistic and more about the individual and more person-centered. I see us going that way, which is why this work is so important. And people do need to realize they have power. People need to realize they have power. What would you say if you had to say, to somebody that's just coming to you, that's just left an AA meeting and they came to you and they said, I don't have, I feel like I, I've been told I'm powerless. I feel powerless. What would you tell them to do? How would you convince that person? What would be the first step for you to convince that person? Okay. There's no step. Okay. Here it is right now. Let's, let's say right now that they're here in front of me right this moment. Mm -hmm. I would say, you're doing it right now. Well, what if That's they don't understand that? What if see, they don't understand? See, how would you get them to understand everything? I well, know. It's, it's, how would how, okay? First of all, first of all, they're here right now. 
Okay. It's yeah. it's got to start from somewhere. Okay. To, to, to like get their subconscious up into the conscious, which is, I believe the higher self, you have mm -hmm. to start somewhere. Okay. So the power now getting somebody to understand it, all you have is now past and the future is just a mind stream of the moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we can project the past. We can project the projecting in the now. Okay. So yeah. It's like, oh, you want to do you want to do it easier than that? No, it's not. E if that's so simple, it's complicated, and you can't understand it because we've never been thrown out those concepts. You know, right? Like you right. said, exactly. Everything is, cap no everything is capitalism. Learned. Everything is money. No, yes. here's another thing. Yes. If you want to tell somebody, if you want to tell somebody, it's all about wanting. Uh, they wouldn't understand that. Well, it's all about you wanting something because once you get it, it doesn't satisfy you. I want the car. Yeah. You get the car, what happens then? The smoke goes away. You want the house, you get the big house. What do you want next? Yeah, it's all about wanting, wanting, wanting desire. Okay, start wanting stuff like you give, okay? If I want stuff like you, it's like wherever wherever the energy goes, right? I mean, wherever the attention goes, wherever the attention goes, the energy flows, okay? So mm -hmm. people aren't stupid. If something clicks, I don't care what it is. It clicked for you. It clicked for me. Okay. It so, so it's, but the, here's the, here's the deal. Do you want it just like you want the car? What's a desire? There's a definition of a desire is look it up in a dictionary. It's so simple. It's definition of desire is wanting. I have a desire to want something. Okay. So I want more. What do I want more of? I want more power. I want more knowledge. I want more consciousness. I want to become more aware. I want to be able to think, question, observe. I want because that's where the power and that's where the energy is. That's where the high is. Okay. That's where the that's the frequency. That's where it's at. And and if you could get somebody to understand the power of that and, and not just thinking it's it's fake, uh, what you're doing is you're energizing somebody. When you get when you start your when you start your deal, it's you and the, and the client. You're energizing them, right? You're you're motivating them. But here's the deal: once they learn how to be self motivated, that's the key. I the know. I know. Motivation. I know, and I, I I would I I my ideal world. I would love people to work with me for three weeks and move the fuck on. Right. <laughs> you know, like I would love that if you could just get it like that quick. I'll tell you what, maybe I just learn quick, but I have like maybe two or three conversations, you know, it, and that was all it took. Somebody was like, you know, like, and I was told different concepts. The power of now is a concept that I think at first I didn't wrap my head around because I was never taught it. Once someone taught it to me, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I never thought about, and this is something that they should teach you in school. They should teach you this shit, but they don't. I never thought about the fact that the past doesn't exist. I never thought about the fact that my brain could be reinforcing a predictable future based on my past. And I never thought about the fact that the future never arrives. I never thought about that. I never thought about it. I never realized that in order to make any real change, I needed to do it in the right now and the right now. And the, my, my mentor says this, my mentor, Andy Petronic, he always says this, and right now, and right now, and right now. And I'm like, he just, and he just kept, keeps repeating it. And when he does it, 
I always, I, the first or second time that he did it, because he used to, you know, lead a meditation group on it, and he still does, leads a meditation group on Facebook um, every day. And he would try to get us to come into the present, and he would say that. And I, I think it was like, I just thought, oh, this is a really good strategy. And then by like the second or third time that he did it, I thought, oh my God, I get it. Like, there is no other time, but right now and right now and right now. And I never, I never, and then I realized if I want to make change in my life, whether it be channel my energy, change my body, build my business, help somebody change their whole fucking world, it happens right now and right now. And like, it doesn't happen in terms of productivity. It doesn't happen in terms of wanting like the future. It doesn't happen in terms of long-term goals. It happens. What are you doing right now at right now? <laughs> people, people have trouble with this concept. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they call look the present. Why do you think they call it the gift? The present is the gift. It's a gift of understanding the now. Now that doesn't mean like, like I don't have to, I could be in the now and not want anything. Okay. I can be in the now and just be satisfied. That's the hard part to be in the now and just be okay. Look, the mind doesn't stop. Okay. It's not that we're, we can control the mind, the mind flow, the mind stream is constantly running. Okay. It's just how to master it in a sense that you can pick and choose, or you can create the mind stream by focusing on other things. All you got to do is redirect right? Refocus, redirect. You got these negative shit and they come in all the time with me. Okay. So what do I got to do? I got to redirect it or stop. You know, the, there's a, here's another power, the power of now. And it's not only the power of now, but how about the pre, the power of letting go? Okay. Uh, that's not, a, that, that's not, that's not fake. People think, oh, that's just a little sl- saying, uh, let go. Mm-hmm. See, I don't have to say let go and let God because it doesn't matter. You don't have to use that God. Okay. Let go. Okay. Let go of the stream. Let go of the negativity. Let go of the projection. Let go of the past. Let go of the future. Let me just be in right now and say to to myself, it's it's okay. Now that doesn't letting go doesn't mean I don't make changes. Mm -hmm. Letting go doesn't mean I can't change action or change direction. Like let I'm in a traffic light. Okay. And I know I go to this traffic light over and over again and I'm bitching and yelling because I do, I, I bitch and yell and complain about traffic all the time. Okay. So I got to practice this shit all the time. I mean, I'm bad, right? Hey, yeah. You think You're I'm in perfect? California. No you guys. I ain't perfect. <laughs> hey, I'm, it's crazy out here. I'm, I know. I'm working on myself today because I'm still, I'm still fucked up. Okay. So we all think, are. I'm cured. We all no, are. I ain't cured. That's exactly right. That's the that's another secret. Okay, everybody wants to be perfect. There's no such thing as it. So I'm in a traffic light. Okay, so if the traffic's don't take that route next next time, go a different way. Maybe I can make rights instead of lefts or whatever. I got control of some things, and that's another thing in a serenity prayer. I don't even have to use the word God. Grant me serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. There's the key, the wisdom to know the difference, what the hell I can change and can't change. Okay. You know, right. it's like, can I change uh, my wife? She wants to go in there. She's in there and she wants to take her time in the bathroom and shit like that. Yeah. I can bitch and complain, but that ain't going to change. change it's not going to change it. Know? Right. Exactly. And you can't, you can't do anything about it. And I think that there's, there's, there's two parts to this. So like, I think that there's the fact that people 
people don't know, people don't take the time to realize what they can change and what they can't change. Um, I had this experience. I bartend two days a week. And last night I was bartending and uh, there's this, this woman was outside um, at a table. She's part of a home, uh, like a, uh, an at-risk person's outreach program. So she had been, so she was sitting with a gentleman um, and they were having a pretty serious conversation. And all of a sudden there was activity outside. And I saw that the guy that I was working with went outside. So I went out to see what was going on. She was erratic. She was like, you need to go over there. There's something happening. You need to go. And I looked and there was two ambulances and a car. And I, I said, oh my God, what happened? You know, did something happen to the gentleman that you're, you were with? And she said, no, but there's, there was, I saw blood and you need to go over there. And I said, ma'am, I'm not going over there. Exactly. And she's like, well, why aren't you going over? And I said, because there's two ambulances and a police car and it seems that they are in control of the situation. It is not my job or responsibility to go over to whatever just happened there to go and, and involve myself in it. And, um, and she, she seemed to be very dissatisfied with that and, and was not happy with me at all, but I, I simply was not going to go and do that. And I went back and continued with what I was doing. And it, that was just not something that was in my control. That's large scale. But there are small things that are not in your control that you can't change. And at some point you just have to, you have to let, you just have to let go. You have to let go. I mean, my, my, I, there are, there's someone I'm very close to. I love very much. I'm not going to say who it is. Workaholic. I can't change them. They're going to be a workaholic. I can't, I want to, I can lead by example. I can, I can live my life and hope that the way that I present is attractive and then, and will make this person want to stop abusing themselves um, and filling voids with work, but I can't change them. And I can't, I can't, I can't, you can't fix people. As my friend Elliot likes to say, he was, he was on the podcast. You can't fix people. And you have to, you have to realize what you can change and and what you can't. So you got to let go of the things that you can't, you just, you got to let go. You got to say, okay, this is not me. This isn't on me. I have to, I have to wash my hands in it because otherwise you're, you're constantly giving away yourself to others who, unfortunately, they have to, they have to do the work themselves. They have to. Right. We're, we're not, we're, look, me, me and Andy are, aren't here saying that this stuff is easy. This, this shit ain't easy. Hey, look, shadow work is difficult. You got to want it. Like I said, you got to have a desire for it. You got to want more, more of not the cars and the materialistic shit. And, you know, you got to be more of a minimalist, you know, but minimalist, but you got to be, you got to be one, you got to be like a capitalist for yourself, your own soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it takes a desire to do that. Look, I always say, look, we're experts, you know, I can get into the conspiracy about levels and layers of the medical field because I, I uncovered so much shit about how the Rockefeller industry and the family really hijacked Alcoholics Anonymous years ago. And that may sound crazy and shit, but I get into stuff that people won't never talk about. Okay? Well, why don't you sh share, share a little nah, bit about it? No, no, no. No, why that, not? That I mean... In, that goes in, no, that goes in, next podcast, that goes into a whole nother realm and it takes too long because we're okay. about this stuff. And and here, here's what I want to talk about is expert. I'm an expert in my own experience. See, people think you got to have a degree, a doctorate degree, the associate degree, a master degree. You got to write a book. You got to do this bullshit. Now, man, man, Andy are experts in our own experience. 
we have discovered some truths about ourselves, about society, and about the world. Now, mm -hmm. they're not beliefs. These are truths that we know to be true. Okay. So this expert stuff, be careful with it because, okay, because you can't, you're even, I know you're even afraid to say, oh, I'm a recovery coach because I don't have, I didn't get this layer and this level of bullshit, bullshit because I see people that, that, that work in rehabs and treatment centers, they get sober three months, they go get a degree, they go work and, and they got all the answers and they're going to teach the people what to do. But, you know, a person like me, 37 years in recovery and doing all this uncovering, recovering, discovering shit, I don't have the degree. So don't listen to Bobby because he's a, he he has no value, okay? Yeah, I don't because, know where that comes from. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, go go with it. I don't know where that comes from. I actually I have a lot of education, but I think that my education, while it is very beneficial to me, it, it definitely helps me think a different way. I think that a lot of um, a lot of the things, a lot of my inherent knowledge came from outside of my formal education. I have a lot of education. I have a lot of skills. I went to a very good school. I went to two very good schools, um, universities, but I learned just as much from real world experience. I, I learned just as much from lived experience. And I think that if you can, if you can get yourself to a place where you are so, where you understand yourself, you're such a, a student of your own life and you can kind of understand the processes that a person goes through. It doesn't, it doesn't really fucking matter how much education that you have, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, the, the idea isn't so much. And that's another thing that I think about, you know, education. I, I love education because I love to learn. But I think that lived experience is just as powerful. And I think in the world today, we're, we're less concerned about what letters are behind your name and more concerned about, can this person be effective? Like, can this person help me get the fuck off of this shit? And in that case, I think that a person that's done the work for 37 years, yes, would be a person that can help you get the fuck off of this shit, you know? Drop and get the fuck off because it's my my my. my, my no, I love it name. because you know, no, I love it. I love it because I was thinking the same thing. I had look, me thinking about connecting with you doesn't make it. It doesn't. That, I had to think about it first, but what I have to do, I had to do action. Okay, mm -hmm. so I had to get the fuck off my couch, and I had to. What I do, email you or message you. I had to do something. Mm -hmm. okay? you have, yes, you have I, to make an action. Right. That's karma. Karma is action. Okay. So karma can go one way or the other. It doesn't matter because it's all cause and effect. So this is a, this is an effect from the cause. Okay. The cause was I had an intention to do something and I followed through with it. This is the effect of it. I'm actually having a podcast with Angie. Okay. And I wanted that. I had this energy and I had the attention and wherever the attention goes, the energy flows, right? So if I think somebody's going to get all this shit in one little session, no, you're, you're not. Okay. It takes time. Time, yeah. what's the time says this, I must earn. No one wants to hear that. You don't have to earn everything because a lot of things comes through osmosis too. Osmosis is real. It comes by yeah. being around like-minded people and just hearing some good things and some positive things. Now, I never negate the negative. 
because then without the negative, there is no positive because dark and light. Okay, so I always, I always got to go into the past and go, got, have to go into the dark side too. So if I go into the dark side and understand that the truth about the, the lies and the bullshit and, and, and the indoctrination and the brainwashing that has systematically been uh, ramped onto society, I have to know about that stuff to get out of the dark and get into the light. Okay. So I don't deny negative either. Okay. So I don't buy all the new age only think positive shit. Okay. Because the law of attraction works in two ways. The law of attraction works for good and evil. It works Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's so important to know. And it's also important to know that, I mean, I think about a positive mindset. Um, I know that you said you don't discount the negative. I, I think positive mindset is not so much thinking that everything is going to be good for you, but rather thinking and knowing that everything that happens, even things that happen, I'm going to be really controversial here and I'm, people are going to probably hate me, but even Donald Trump's presidency, which psycho complete psycho but had we not had some of the shit and i don't know what your political beliefs are and i don't need to know or care if we had not had some of the horrible shit that had happened in 2020 happen we would not have moved forward or progressed as as a society as american society we just wouldn't have so as a positive mindset i mean think about every these historical events in american history and world history generally big bursts of progress and times of light and times of prosperity were always after times of darkness. I mean, you know, I don't want to use like, I mean, and we can, we can use the Holocaust as an example. I mean, we can use any example in history and you will see this pattern. So having a positive mindset doesn't think mean that you think everything is going to be good all the time. To me, it means that you are accepting of everything that happens, that when something is bad, when things are really, really bad, you know that there's going to be an adverse reaction that's going to cause us to grow. And in a human, so that was a large scale. So I made that large scale. In a human, you know, I had my... I had, I think, two what I would consider to be rock bottoms, even though a lot of people would say that they weren't rock bottoms. But to me, they were. And it was those two times that caused me to be able to see, oh, shit, like this is broken. Like this is really broken. Like I have to really fucking do something or this is going to get worse. And I don't know if I could handle it being worse. And I had to have that happen. And I mean, I, I was just interviewed on somebody else's podcast. It was called The Hacksess Show. And they, uh, they, they asked me, do I think that people have to have a rock bottom? And I said, I, I really wish that they didn't. I really wish they didn't have to have one. But most people I know did. And it's, and to have a positive mindset is not to say that you're not going to have bad things happen at some points. It's not even to say that you might not have a rock bottom. It's to say that if you do have that, it probably is an opportunity for you to, to expand, to grow, 
to get better, to, to be able to bring yourself out of darkness. I mean, you have to realize you're in darkness before you can get yourself outside of darkness. Like you don't even have the time. know you're there. You're like, you're, it's like when you're in a dark room and your eyes adjust. So you don't realize that the room is dark and that's kind of how your life can be. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that I think it's just about acceptance. For me, it's about acceptance. It's just acceptance of everything that's happening. Not to say not to get angry, not to say that, you know, you shouldn't, you know, it's part of the human experience, but also acceptance is so important. Acceptance and then following responsibility, responsibility for yourself. Yes, yes. Now, how about, look, the pandemic. Let's talk about the pandemic for one minute. The -hmm. pandemic, I'm not, I I don't want to, I'm not denying or validating that there was many deaths. Okay, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not denying that. Listen, I'll tell you what. Though so many great things came out of this pandemic, it's unbelievable. Me being right here, right this moment with the pandemic. Okay, because when I was locked down, I started doing podcasts a year and a half ago. Okay. I finally started to release all this negative energy, all this information, all this shit, and, and put it on on uh, YouTube and on different podcasts and different networks. This would be stuck in my body. You know, you know how bad that is for your body to not have yeah, a voice. Causes cancer. A voice. Yeah. Okay, so you have to have a voice. You have to get this shit out, right? And and look, the pandemic. You, you said it. You said everything that I'm just going to say is with every adversity, there is a seed of equivalent benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every adversity, there's a seed of equivalent benefit. We have to look for the opportunity and the benefit of it. Okay. Now, when I say we got to look at the negative, yeah, I had to look at the negative because I had to uncover, discover the, the lies that I've been told. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because look, they don't call it tell, tell lie vision, tell lie vision for nothing. Okay. If you think the media is telling us all the, the truth, most of the shit that's coming out on media is all bullshit and lies. So you oh, it's just driven by shit. advertisers. I mean, like that's the thing, especially about American media. I mean, we don't have a, a, a system of. I studied media in undergrad, and we we don't have a system. It's not like the BBC where you're giving the people what you believe that they need. American media is advertiser based, and it's all about sensationalism. And you're you're trying to please parent companies. That's what it is. So it, it really, you can't, you can't, I mean, and this isn't just being some kind of person that believes in conspiracies. I'm not necessarily that I'm a, I'm an educated person and I know this is how it works. So know how it works and then realize that you can choose not to listen to it and you can choose to believe your own intuition and you can choose to make decisions that are in your greatest and highest good. And you don't need television to tell you and you don't need them pointing behind me. That's where the TV is. <laughs> you don't need, you don't need somebody else. You just, you just need you. You, you asked uh, earlier, you didn't want to uh, ask my political affiliation. I have none. Okay. Well, that's always See, good. That's, that's, that's another choice. See, that was another choice. That's the power of choice. I have none. So mm-hmm. I don't go into the dialectic uh, system of, of uh, right, left, good, bad. I don't, you know, I don't even get into that bullshit because that's another part of the whole conspiracy theory. But, you know what uh, I do? I do want to ask you this because, you know, I try to give my listeners and I, I, I try to give them, 
I know that you said that there's no first step and that there's no real, and I, and I understand and I agree with you, but the thing is a lot of people really need it. Like one of the things that I talk about is the fact that I don't really like checklists because I think that they're not specific to individuals, but I do try to give people at least a starting point. And, um, my, uh, one of my friends always says that what my mentor did for me was he put me on the train. And I like to be able to put my listeners on the train. So if, how would you suggest, this is a real, this is a question. It's not rhetorical. How would you um, suggest that a person, any person just get on the path of understanding that everything is bullshit and that they can be an independent thinker? How do you teach someone the first, how do you put someone on the train to being an independent thinker? You know what I, I, you know what they'd say, they say you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I could, I can't make anybody understand anything. I really can't make anybody. I can't make anybody learn or make anybody want to change or make, I, I can't do that. All I can do is keep on talking about the shit. I know, you know, if something pops, it pops. Look, I'm we're all teachers and students, all of us. Look, I'm learning from you right now. I learn from Joey C. I learn from people that just have one day in sobriety. I learn people that, that, that didn't quit drinking and they're still drinking, but they're trying to change. Uh, I learn from everybody. So it's like, we're all teachers and students. We're all the way. So you have to have a desire. I would say you have to have a desire. Do you want this? Do you really want it? Then if you do, if you said yes to help, let's say somebody came and said, yes, I want help. You're doing it right now. I'll keep back to just like your, your, your mentor or, or your, uh, you know, role model. He always, or she always says, go back to now. It's not, you're not going back to nothing right now. You're doing it. You're doing something. You're putting action into it because you're coming to me and asking me you're that asking is the doing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to always take you back to the now too, just like somebody else is going to take me back to the now. All right. Because I always have to go back to the now because my mind wants to go here and there. And you know what else? My mind always wants instant gratification. Oh, if this son of a bitch can't give it to me now, screw him. Okay. Cause yeah. I want to get, I want to get fixed right now. Okay. And guess what? I didn't get fixed overnight. And neither will you, but I guess what? I always want it and I still want it. So I'm going to still get fixed. All right. Because I have a desire to, and I want it right now. That's all I can. I, that's what more can I say? I don't know, Bobby. I mean, I think, I think that you're right. I think that it is, it's right now and right now and right now. And I think that that's another thing that people, people tend to forget. And I get tripped up in it as well, but then I also like to remind people because I don't believe in living in the past but I do tell my clients to once in a while, turn around and just take a look and then immediately turn around. But it's very easy to think that you're not getting where you want to go until you turn around and realize where you've been. Exactly. And then, and, it, and, and it's, it's, it's easy. I mean, I am constantly, I'll give you an example. Like I was uh, this weekend, And, you know, when this podcast airs, it's going to be far after, (laughs) but I had a race and, uh, you know, I'm a runner 
And I started as a cigarette smoker running, I don't know, 11 minute miles or something like that. I was really overweight and I just kept looking forward. And this weekend, of course, I was still looking forward and the, and the woman that run the ran, I'm sorry, the woman that won the race that I ran, she ran, like, I forgot what her pace was. I don't know if it was five 30 or faster. It was something ridiculously fast. I admire her athletic ability so much. And I got caught in the trap of like looking forward, like, oh, well, I'm not there. I'm not there. My pace was, I was running basically seven minute miles in this race. I started running, like struggling to run an 11 minute mile. I, I looked at my race stats and I came in female number 54 out of over 2,100 women. And I was so, I still felt like I didn't do well because I was looking at somebody else and I didn't take a minute to turn around, glance backward and go, holy fuck, Andy, you really fucking killed it in this race. And I, so I, I, I've learned and I, I took, I took a minute and, um, and now I'm sitting here proud as fuck of myself, but I, I, I didn't have that skill for a long time. So anytime I have a hard day, I always remind myself, like, I want it right now, but also I'm doing it right now. I'm also here right now. I'm also light years away from where I was. I am living the reality right now that I wanted to be living four years ago, but it's so easy to forget that I'm living that reality. Like, and I know that like, cause I work with people that, that do all, that want to do all sorts of things, not just people that are, are um, exploring sobriety or anything like that, but you could take, you could translate, you could put this in a lens of sobriety. People will be like, well, it's, it's so difficult today. And it's like, yo dude, like if you look at where you were six months ago, you would have killed six months ago to be where you are today. So just enjoy today and be proud of yourself today. And you don't even know where, but you have to do it today. You got to do it every day. You can't just say, oh, I'm not there yet and give up. It's, it's daily work. It's daily action. I'm a big believer in do it daily, every day. Show up every day. Take care of your body every day. Practice mindfulness every day. People don't like to meditate. They're like, nothing's happening. Yes, it is. The universe is on a lag. It's happening. You just, you don't see it today. You meditate every day for two weeks. You, you will feel in two weeks so different than you do, but, you, but you're not going to see it in the immediacy. You're not going to see the results today, but they're happening today. You just don't see it today. You're not going to see it for a couple of weeks or months down the road, but it's happening today because of the, because yep. of the choice you make today. Yes. It's all, you know, uh, look, we have to look back in the past. Okay. But we're doing it now. We have to project into the future some good things, and we have to, you know, see, uh, have an imagination into some great things. I mean, that's, look, um, if you, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it will achieve. You know, that's good and bad or whatever. But no, you got to go in the past. You got to look at your past. You got to do a cost benefit analysis. Look, I quit smoking. How do you quit smoking? One day you smoke, one day you don't. Yep. Okay. That's There's how no other way. Is. There's no other way. That's, that's how quick it is. One mm -hmm. day you smoke, one day you don't. 
That's how quick it is. Like, uh, how do you stop drinking? One day you drink, one day you don't. But you do it a repetition because I could get into a whole podcast on how recovery becomes an addiction in itself. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you mentioned that becomes the addiction. So tell me about that a little bit. And I know that you said that it's, it's a big, it's a big topic, but tell, but I would. Okay. Here it it is right here. It's you just mentioned it. You're talking like it's separate. You're not talking like it's separate. You know, it's not separate because what you're doing is see recovery is about ourselves and society and the world. It's not about addiction. It's not about smoking or drinking or overeating. It's yet those things you want to abstain from it. I believe in abstinence. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think man, you are the same page. Uh, Me personally, I believe it's the easiest, most rational, logical uh, thing for me is abstinence. It's easier than trying to take a pill and get off of something or slow down and get off of something. It's just, it, it was easier for me to do it that way. And I believe that. And I don't, I don't, I choose today. I have a choice. I choose today not to drink. Okay. It's not because I believe in the disease concept or a powerless and all that other shit. That's my choice because here's, here's, here's the thing. What does moderation mean to you? Or what does moderation mean to somebody else? Somebody can say moderation is five drinks. Somebody can say moderation is one drink. Somebody can look, if I stop the habit, if I, which I did, if I stop the habit, can I restart a habit? Yeah. Can a habit reoccur? Sure. Okay. So me, I believe in abstinence. It's just easier. Um, getting back to cost benefit analysis. Yes. you got to do a cost benefit analysis on anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's smoking, drinking, you, you got to do like a hierarchy of values and you could go to a smart recovery and check out smartrecovery.org and they give you all these little tips and strategies and tips and tools, but go over to Angie, check her out because you know why? Andy, Andy, you're, you're like, everybody needs a role model. Okay. In the beginning to help you get on the, get, get to be self-motivated. You need a role model and you need somebody to point the way, get on the train with, get Get on the the couch. And get over to my girl over here. Andy's going to help you. So I want you to call her. I want you to start mindful coaching. Okay. That's the key. Mindful oh. coaching. Is oh, thinking. that's all we do. That's all we do. Because you got to realize that, you know, any habit that you have, any addiction that you have is just the result of a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. The problem is something else. The problem is inside of you. I mean, that's, it's something that you haven't yet resolved. That's the problem. You know, the, the habit is just a habit. If you don't like, I have a couple of, uh, a couple of clients that, that, that struggle with their body image. That's the, your body isn't the problem. The way that you think about your body is the problem. What taught you to think about your body that way? The media, your parents, what taught your parents to think about their body that way? Their generation. I can't tell you how many baby boomer women have problems with their bodies because their mothers fucked them up. You know how many Gen Z women? So I'm a, I'm a millennial, Gen Y. You know, uh, Gen Z, the generation after me, they're, they're kind of like 
the millennials and Gen Z are kind of like the therapy generations, but Gen Z is really like a body positive generation. Like they're the young people. They are all about their bodies. They love their bodies. They are very about, you know, about self-love, all of those things. They have, I mean, they have problems. Like they have body image issues. All women do, right? But they don't have them even close to how much baby boomers have them. Exactly. Why? Because someone taught the baby boomers to have them. You know, like someone taught you. So if you feel a certain way, it's because somebody taught you that and then you repeated it. You repeated it. And that's the sort of work that I do. It's about the fact that you are in control of what you believe about yourself and what you believe about your identity. And a lot of times when it comes down to stopping drinking, for example, people tie alcohol into their very being. Like they, and I did it. I did it. My image was, you know, I mean, I have an androgynous name. I'm Andy. I hang out with the men. I, I sit at the bar. I drink whiskey. I smoke cigarettes. I'm a tough guy. You know, I'm a tough guy who hangs out at the bar and can throw it back with the best of them. And I can drink till four o'clock in the morning. So how much of it was, I mean, was I addicted to alcohol? Sure, because it's an addictive substance. So I was addicted to it. Just like 80% of the people who drink it are addicted to it. Whether they're out of control or not is irrelevant. 80% of the people who drink have kind of lost control of their drinking. It's just a fact. So was I addicted? Yeah, sure. I was, I was addicted. Was I drinking in the morning? No. Was I drinking every day? No. But I was addicted. But what it was more about was not so much my alcohol dependency. What it was more about was the way that I interpreted how alcohol played a role in who I was as an individual because of what I saw, because of the people that were around me, because of an identity that I created about myself that was completely fucking made up, Bobby. It was made up. I made it up. When I look at myself now, I'm just as much of a fucking badass as I was when I was drinking. I still am a tough guy. I still can hang with the best of them. I still hang out with all men. I'm still, well, I mean, I have a lot of women friends too, but like, I still am that guy that I, that I thought that I was, I still am just as awesome. I'm still just as, you know, I'm, I'm as, as magnetic and I'm energetic and I'm all the things I loved about myself. I still am. And the alcohol that I tied into my identity, it was all a lie. I just made it up. I made it up. And that's what people do. They make up stories about themselves and then they choose to believe those stories. Exactly. It's a mind, <clears throat> it's a mind construct and uh, we make it up. Society makes it up for us. Actually society puts it onto us and uh, through repetition, subconscious, you know, we get it subliminal. We get it all kinds of different messages. They should call everything thinking anonymous. Let me go they to thinking anonymous, not drinking anonymous, not smoking, thinking anonymous, because this all comes from up here. Okay. We're all in the deprogramming business. Okay. Both of us, me and you are in a deprogramming mm -hmm. business. We We're are programming people from society's bullshit. Look, you're more powerful today. You're more powerful today because you're in control, you know, and you don't let the drink control you where it takes you where it wants to go. You go where you want to go. Mm -hmm. 
with Kevin. I do. So and you're you know, in control. And yeah, getting back to who's addicted. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. No, I just wanted to go back to that because go. we started, we're coming full circle. We started with the fact that you don't like that in AA, they say you're powerless, you have a disease, all of that. But yet you and I have managed to take power and it's with our power that we were able to change our lives in fucking amazing ways. I couldn't imagine ever being able to make change in my own life if I didn't take power, if I didn't have agency, if I didn't have that. It's just, I just wanted to bring it back to that because sometimes, you know, you get podcasts these long, yeah. you know, my, our listeners fucking forgot what we talked about 40 minutes ago. So we got to bring them back, you know? <laughs> well, we, you know what? We're bringing them back. All they got to do is keep on watching our podcast and, you know, get hooked up with you and somehow, and, you know, just look, you're all over the place. So they're going to find you. They got to listen to you, listen to you. They got to join you. They got to come and be part of your psyche, you know, to, to, to become like-minded people have to be around like-minded people. I agree. Uh, getting back to the anonymous, uh, alcoholics, anonymous addiction, check us out. Joey, uh, Joey C and Bobby C on YouTube, check us out on, on we're deprogramming one member at a time and learning and teaching and inspiring people to understand the power that they have because alcoholics anonymous wants to take your will and your life over and have you recruit others for life. And that's that doesn't sound like freedom to me, okay? Mm -mm. It sounds like enslavement to me. And I um, want to unenslave people, not enslave people. I want them to uh, understand that they have the power of choice uh, without labels, and they can do it. If me and Andy do it, Joey C does it, anyone can do it. Oh, I love it. Bobby, I'm, I'm just about out of time. I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so, so awesome to have you here. I really enjoyed our conversation. I just want to know, like, besides, so you just talked about your podcast with Joey. Where else can our listeners find you? Well, I'll tell you what. The main main thing is to, to go, uh, if you're looking for a group, a private group uh, about uncovering and uh, recovering and discovering the truth about yourself, AA, about society and the world, come. And join us on Facebook at Anonymous Addiction at My Truth About AA, as Bobby C sees it, private group. It's private. I, I believe in confidentiality. I believe in anonymous if you believe in it. Today, I personally don't believe in anonymity. I have no need for it. What am I anonymous for? Okay, so this is going to be teaching people to get away from the anonymity part of it. Okay, what do we got to hide and, and to get out of the trap in the prison of the addiction recovery industry? Okay, because there's money made. There's it's a multi-billion dollar organization and industry. So stick with this girl right here and good things are going to come about. Um, Bobby, that's, that's so awesome. I'm going to put a link um, to your group in the podcast description so that people can find you and then they can send a request and if you want, and then you can approve them following that. But it was so awesome having you on the get the fuck off podcast today. And hopefully we will link up again in the future. And yes, everyone get the fuck off, please. Anonymous addiction at my truth about AA as Bobby C sees it. You can check him out on Facebook and also on YouTube with Joey C, the Alcoholics Anonymous Deprogramming Podcast. Bobby, so great to have you on the show today. 
If you would like to be a guest on the Get the Fuck Off podcast, any of you can reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. You can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. If there's anything that you want to talk about, anything you're struggling with, I'm always available. Underscore Get the Fuck Off on Instagram. I'm super responsive to DMs. But if you would like to be a guest, seriously, hit me up. Always looking for great people to come on the podcast and share their stories. Until next Monday, guys, take care, be safe, and we will see you back here next time. Oh,